the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to get your free bet today state restrictions apply we're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest the SGPN mini helmets are now in store and we're giving one away for free just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet and football bingo is back this time for the NFL Christmas Day slate free to play every bingo gets a hundred dollar gift card to the SGPN merch store exclusively on the SGPN app I'm just about that action boss On the NFL Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, know the voice, you know me. It's really real, Villain Rail Terrell Furman Jr. And I am back from vacation. You know, it's the Thursday night football show. So I got my guy Scott Studio Rush Show here with me. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Uh, looking forward to going through the game. Uh, my team's playing. Unfortunately, they've fallen off a cliff. Jacksonville has been very good lately, so it should be an interesting game. A lot of line movement on this game for the side, which we'll get into in a second. But I'm looking forward to it, and let's make some money. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. And, I mean, first off, last week, didn't really go my way on the side or total. But I hit the first touchdown, George Kittle 12-1. to This week, similar to last week, and I'm thinking that we have here another uninspiring Thursday night football game where the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to play the New York Jets. Jets are sitting at minus one and a half, opened up at minus two. We have 42 was the opening number for the total. It's now all the way down to 37 and a half. Going and looking at an injury report for this game, and we have... Zonovan Knight, who is questionable for the Jets. Jeff Smith, who is out. Denzel Mims is out. Mike White is out. And Trevor Lawrence is questionable with a toe injury. So that's very, very big news in terms of the total. All right, Scott. I mean, I don't know. Where where do you want to start with this one? Uh, We'll start with the basics. We can go with the injury report. And the sides in the total, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, it's so injury report is just basically you have potentially another game where you have two, well, one backup quarterback, one guy that was a starter now backup, then then was number three on the depth chart, now backup to number one depth chart. I don't, I don't know how to explain what the carousel in Zach Wilson is going on with the New York Jets. However, 
it's a short week and it doesn't seem like Trevor Lawrence is going to play. It seems according to earlier reports that at least from what I could gather earlier in the week, it was 50 50, but it does seem like the more the week's gone on and based on how the line has moved, Lawrence probably won't play or he's got a good shot to not play because the line was roughly pick him even about two hours ago. And then now it's jets minus one and a half. So it does seem, according to early reports, that he might not play. He was limited in practice, so we'll see if he's able to go. I'm not sure how good he's going to look, but that explains why the totals dropped, and it also explains why there's been money on the Jets. I'll ask you this. Assuming Lawrence plays, but he's decently compromised, do you still want to back Zach Wilson as a favorite? Uh... I don't think so, but I don't know what to make of Jacksonville. I don't know what to think of Jacksonville. Jacksonville has some good moments. Jacksonville has some bad moments. If Trevor Lawrence plays, I I don't know what to expect. If he doesn't play, it makes it easier because I can just go ahead and say, all right, I think I feel comfortable fading this Jags team as a whole. Mm. But if he does play, I, I think it's almost easier for me to handicap if he doesn't play. Because if he does play, I have no idea if this offense is going to be good or bad because of the inconsistency that he, he has had all year. He and has been the, very good for the past month, but with the injuries, you kind of wonder if he plays, what percentage is he going to be at in the first place? Yeah. And By the way, his just mobility, for, just for his mobility and his ability to get outside of the pocket and still be able to create a play downfield with his legs and buy himself more time. That's big for him. Like that is big. Mm -hmm. So I, just just for reference, uh, CJ Bethard is the listed backup on the depth chart. <sighs> there was some news on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they did announce that. Uh, first overall pick, Walker, will be out yeah. for this game. Yeah, he is. I didn't get to that. Yes, he is out. And I also uh, see defensive end. Uh, do you see Fatu Kasi being out as well? I don't see him. Okay. That's what he used to be Walker did over. just recently yeah. come down right before we started recording this. Uh, why do we have to? Why do we have to handicap such bad games? I am going to say that I am not trusting Zach Wilson, but I am more trusting the Jets defense with a minus one and a half favor as a minus one and a half favorite. And I know I that's hard to do. Yeah. I know that's hard to do, but the defense has been really good for the better part of the entire season. And if you're telling me that I'm getting either a compromised Trevor Lawrence, who I am still – I'm not saying that he's terrible. He's really been decent. He's really been decent all year. It's just that he's had some lows and he's had some highs. He's streaky. I mean, that's And last week, last week coming back from down 17 to beat the Cowboys at home in overtime and then going on the road to go play the Jets, I, I, I just think that in a short week they're not going to be prepared for this game. And so – the Jets staying at home for this one, just coming off of a loss where they felt like they let that game slip out of their hands and Jared Goff went and won the game late for the Lions. I I think that 
this is an opportunity for this Jets defense to put on another clinic and show that they can really slow down this offense of the Jaguars. I'm I'm going to back the Jets minus the one and a half just because how good they are defensively, especially in the last few games. Yeah, by the way, Jacksonville, just for reference, is two and five straight up on the road. Jets are three and four at home, so mm. they haven't been a great home team either. But th- just going to say Jacksonville has been a lot better at home than they have on the road this season. I think I'm going to lean Jacksonville just getting plus money here. This mm-hmm. game does feel a little bit coin flippish, assuming Lawrence plays. If you're going to give me a coin flip with the much better quarterback and it's not even close, I think it's tempting. Jacksonville's defense is pretty hit or miss. Walker hasn't really done much in his rookie season anyway, but I just don't want to lay points with that with Zach Wilson. I understand your points about the secondary with Reed and with Gardner. Quinn Williams does seem like he's going to play, which is a massive boost for the Jets. I know mm-hmm. he's still questionable, but he was a full participant on Wednesday, so I'm assuming he's going to play, and he did not play against Detroit. The Jets will have their moments, but I, at the end of the day, the question I have for you is, do you think that Zach Wilson is basically a ticking time bomb? And do you think that there's going to be one or two mistakes that he makes which just drastically change the game in favor of Jacksonville because he might throw a really stupid interception. We saw it last week. He threw one to Detroit, and it got returned inside the Jets' 20, resulted in three points. I'm concerned Mm -hmm. that Wilson is going to make one or two huge mistakes that might turn the tide of this game. And I think that's why I'm taking Jacksonville. Plus money fading Zach Wilson, I'll do it. I'll take Jacksonville. I understand your points, but I have to at least mention, I think it's a coin flip game. I'll take the plus money. Yeah, no, no, I understand that. All right. Another difficult and handicapped game. 37 and a half is total. I feel like I have to lean to the under because Jacksonville's offense is still very solid, but we just talked about the Jets secondary. They've shut down pretty much every receiving duo they faced this season. And Jacksonville's not like they have many great receivers. You're looking at Kirk and Zay Jones. I know Jones had three touchdowns last week. But I think the Jets' secondary should be able to bottle up these wide receivers. I think Ingram might have a good game, which I'll mention in a little bit. But I think that they'll hold the Jaguars a little bit in check. It's also cold weather. It's outdoors. I think Jacksonville might struggle. The Jets have Zach Wilson. Their offensive line's been banged up from injuries all season long. And Jacksonville's defense has given up points, but they've done a good job of sacking the quarterback and forcing turnovers lately. I think I'm leaning under. I know it's a low total, but I think it's low for a pretty good reason, especially if Lawrence doesn't play. If Lawrence hypothetically misses this game and you take the under now, you might beat a three or a four-point line move. So I'm going to go with the under. Give me a really ugly Thursday night game, 17-13, something like that. I'll take a hideous game that I'll probably try to avoid watching. All right. You? I think I'm going to under as well. And it's simply because I don't trust Zach Wilson. And if I'm gonna if I'm not gonna fade him on the spread, I'm definitely gonna fade him on the total. I don't think that he's good. I don't think he's gonna put up points. I think this is like a this screams 10-3 game. Um, I I can't I can't get there. I want to get there on the over. I do. I just don't see enough. 
I don't think I don't think that CJ Beathard is going to come in here and, ha- and score a bunch of points for Jacksonville. And for I, the record, I think Lawrence is going to play, but I wonder how effective he's going to be. He's against a very good defense, be. and he's compromised physically. It's not exactly a good combo. Yeah, no, I'm I'm there. I'm there with you. All right, let's go ahead and get into props for this game. I'll let you go ahead and go first, sir. What is your first prop for this one? All right. Uh, so the first one, I am going to go to uh, the Jaguars tight end. I'm going to go to Evan Ingram, and I'm going to take him over on his receiving yards prop. I currently see 38 and a half and minus 113. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the over. Uh, looking at his recent games, he's been really the main focal point or one of the main focal points of this team. And just to go through his numbers, which are really just underratedly crazy uh so he had the massive game two weeks ago where he had two touchdowns and 150 something yards and then Mm. last week he had a quieter game still was targeted 10 times had eight receptions for 62 yards so he's had at least 62 in each of the last two games he had 162 against tennessee but i'm gonna go with the over 38 and a half the jets secondary i think should be able to match up well against the likes of kirk and the likes of zay jones I think the offense will have to pivot and try to find matchups they like. Ingram, I know you probably hate because he was pretty underwhelming with the Giants and he dropped a bunch of passes. Yeah, fuck him. But he's still a good athlete and he can create matchup problems. He'll create separation. I don't know if he's going to catch the ball or not, which is the main problem. But he's been good lately. And if he's had 10-plus targets in each of the last two games, seven-plus targets in each of the last three games, and your receiving yards and number is 38 and a half. I think I got to take the over there. That number feels way too low based on his current production. So I'll go with uh, Evan Ingram over 38 and a half receiving yards. All right. Fuck Evan Ingram. I, 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 agree I know you hate him. All Giants said, fans that yeah. I know hate him. But yeah, I'm, no, I'm going to point out he is used to the conditions, he's used to the stadium, and he also has been good lately. Don't you think, though, that based on current production, no matter what you might think about him, 38 and a half sounds very low? Yeah, but him coming in back in that stadium, he's going to have at least one or two drops. He might, but he, if he gets seven targets, I can live with the drop or two. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Next prop for me. I'm going to I'm sticking to the Jag side of ball, but I'm fading Trevor Lawrence. And if he plays, I either I either push this bet or I think I have a pretty good chance of cashing. I'm going under 212 passing yards. I know it's a low number right there, but this Jets team is solid. Like again, they lock up that receiver position. I think that there is an a, an ability for Evan Ingram to get off. However, I'm just gonna fade Evan Ingram and just say that he doesn't get it done in that stadium. And if you look at what Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed have been able to do on the outside to opposing receivers, this is the best tandem in football. And it's not, it's not even close by far. They held Josh Allen under this total. They held Kirk Cousins under this total recently. Uh, Jared Goff got over last week. I don't think that they blow this game. I think on a short week, this defense remembers how Jared Goff came back and won that game for them. And they gave up that touchdown and a, and a yardage and let them drive down the field. I think this is the get right spot for the defense where they put on an absolute clinic against the Jags. I am taking Trevor Lawrence under 212 and a half passing yards. 
And what should help that prop is the fact that the weather is supposed to be horrible in MetLife on Thursday night. Oh, yeah. Definitely forgot to talk about that. It's supposed to be rainy. About a, There's about a 100% chance of rain. And mm-hmm. you're going to be looking at 15-mile-per-hour winds. So mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure if either quarterback's going to push the ball down the field. It's also why I like the under, uh, just because I think that w- in addition to both quarterbacks having their own question marks, the weather is going to suck. So that's kind of why I'm looking at a lower-scoring game. But I am wondering for my second prop if maybe you could talk me out of it because of the weather or if I just have faith in this kicker in particular. I'm looking at Riley Patterson, and I see his field goal numbers at one and a half at minus 105 to the over. I'm tempted by the over. I'm not sure if I'm going to take it because of the wind and Mm. the bad weather, but you're looking at Patterson's last couple of games, and he's attempted a ton of a ton of field goals. Patterson, to go through the last two games, he has attempted at least uh, three. He's attempted at least two field goals in each of the last six games. He's made it at least two field goals in five of the last six games, but there's bad weather. So I guess my question for you is: Do you think it's worth the risk at one and a half? Because the volume's been there. But the weather is a whole different element. I think, it, yeah, I think it's, I think it's decent. I think that, yeah, like you said, the real issue is him going out there and missing kicks. I think he'll have the opportunity to put up and have field goals. With will the weather be bad enough? But if you also think about it, it's like one side of field is going to benefit him. Mm-hmm. Like with the wind blowing that strong, there's a whole side of field that benefit him. And if he gets on that side of field and he's in position on that side of field, he's going to have a pretty decent chance of making some of these kicks, especially from distance if he's trying. I think my main reason for still liking the prop is the fact that they're against Zach Wilson Mm -hmm. on the other side. And we know that for the most part, Peterson's an aggressive head coach. He likes to go forward and forth down. He's willing to push the envelope. Mm -hmm. However, when you're against an offense with one of the worst quarterbacks in the entire league, aren't you automatically more willing to be conservative and to take points because you're mm-hmm. not going to need many points to win this game? That's yeah. how I look at it. So I think that if ja- if Jacksonville can move the ball, you might see them settle for a couple of field goals on fourth and two, et cetera, because they know Zach Wilson's on the other end. And if they just score even potentially – 13 points in this game total they might be good Mm -hmm. so i think i am going to take the patterson field goals he's been consistent he's been solid and he gets a bunch of attempts it's bad weather which could be concerning especially from long range they might not attempt a 50 yarder but anything inside 40 they're still going to attempt i'll go with patterson field goals at minus one and a half i'll go with the one and a half over at minus 105 all right Oh, man. I'm going to go back to Zodovan Knight. Okay. And I'm going to say that he has a get-right game here. I know he was a little banged up after last game. He's been listed as a full participant in practice on today in time of recording, which is Wednesday, which gives me more confidence about his level of possible productivity for this game. And so I'm sitting here looking at his rushing prop at 57 and a half yards. And in four games this season where he's gotten, really these are his only four games, but he's gotten over 13 touches in these games. Last week he was 13 for 23. That's no good. But going before that, 
You have against Buffalo, 17 for 71. All right, you like that. 15 for 90 against Minnesota. Okay, you like that too. 14 for 69 against Chicago. All right, that's good. That gets over that prop. He's hit the prop in three or four games where he's gotten these touches. And again, you look at what the game script is going to be. It's going to be wet. It's going to be rainy. You're going to want to run football. You're going to want to be between tackles. You're going to want to control time possession. You're not going to want to chance the ball through the air, especially with Zach Wilson. I think that he's going to, he could potentially get 20 carries in this one, unless they start splitting it up like they did last week to a whole bunch of people. So opportunity plus talent just kind of makes me feel better about Zonovan Knight in this game. Give me Zonovan Knight to be able to get it done seven with 57 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, the only concern has been he's been a little bit banged up the last couple of weeks. He also has not particularly played well. But with the bad weather, you're assuming both teams should pivot more to a ground attack. So I don't mind it, but it feels I like a nice contrarian play. Like nobody, of course, like we all know the game script, but it doesn't feel like anybody's running to the window to bet Zonovan Knight. Oh, uh, the number seems high because of how bad he's been lately. But you could argue it's a trap line because since he went for basically thirty yards last week, people will just slam the under. But yeah. there's a reason why the number is this high. Yeah, and I mean it's really not that high. Like it, that's this is doable. This is doable. I'm, so, I'm saying this high comparatively speaking, but yeah, yeah. So I feel I feel decent about Zonovan Knight here. All right, what is your last prop? So I had a couple options here. I thought about Uzama at nine and a half. I thought about the over because he had two touchdown catches last week. I know mm-hmm. his overall numbers aren't great this season, but Zach Wilson appears to like him. And after two touchdowns, I thought maybe he might get a couple targets. I was also thinking maybe Jamal Agnew, who I saw at eight and a half on receiving Mm -hmm. yards, with the premise of they're not going to throw it much down the field. Agnew is a very good screen pass guy. I think they could target him in the short game, and he could potentially make a guy miss and gain some yards. The issue is going to be receptions for both guys because Agnew doesn't get many passes. He also runs the ball on occasion, and you're looking at Uzama, who was basically a non-factor for the entire season, but you're wondering if Zach Wilson might have sparked some life into his role into the passing game. So I'm kind of torn between the two. I think I'm going to go Agnew. Okay. I think I'm going to take Agnew uh, over eight and a half uh, receiving yards. If you want to go through the last couple of games, he has been involved. He had 12, ca- he had 12 uh, yards against the Cowboys last week, 36 against Tennessee. He had... 37 against Baltimore. I skipped uh, Detroit. He had zero yards in that game. He did have Mm -hmm. four yards against Kansas City. However, he did have three receptions in that game. Mm -hmm. So if you want to actually look at the last four games, he's had at least two receptions in three of those four games. I do think screen pass might be the main way he gets there. But with the weather being so bad, I expect Jacksonville to get creative with the play calling in the short passing game. He also had 52 rushing yards last week, so he's definitely a playmaker that Jacksonville might try to get on the field more because of how dynamic he can be. I'm going to take the over eight and a half. I just think this yardage total seems a little bit too low. It's bad weather, but Jacksonville won't abandon the run because the Jets are good against the run. I think you might see Agnew in space, catching a check down, catching a screen pass. Eight and a half is such a low number that he can get there easily in one reception. I'll take the over. So I was sitting here sweating because, as you said, CJ Zama, I'm like, oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, because that's my last prop, that's my last prop, that's my last prop. And you went Agnew. So thank you. Now I can go to Zama. Same handicap, literally exact same handicap. That's such a low number at nine and a half. 
Yes, and I, I mean, he's on the field. He's mm-hmm. on the field. He has the opportunity, and he just had two touchdowns last week. I know. I, maybe this is maybe this is the trap line. Maybe could be. I like his chances, and CJ Zomlin just randomly has like good Thursday night football games. Like I, he just does. It was a lot of uh, a couple of good ones that I remember. Who is that? Joe Burrow. Who is that against? It was Cincinnati against Jacksonville. It was Jacksonville. Where it, it was Jacksonville. Yes, it was Jacksonville. Okay. <laughs> I remember. And I know the exact game you're talking about. I just forgot yes. who they were playing against. Yeah, it was Jacksonville. So I was like, hey, you know what? Let's let's throw Zom back in there. He, I, I was really upset when I got off the boat and I was going through the games and I was kind of going watching, trying to catch up on what I missed. And I saw that Izama had two touchdowns because I was like, dang. That's somebody I would have picked for two touchdowns this week because of the success he had against them on Thursday night last year. So, uh, unfortunately, well, I must still make it there. We'll see. We got to talk about that. But CJ Ozama over eight and a half receiving yards. I think he can get there in one catch. And I think Zach Wilson is going to spread the ball around. Probably some short check down type thing where he actually does end up getting there. So, yeah, I'll take CJ Ozama over eight and a half. Yeah, that was my honorable mention. So, all right. Before we get into our first touchdown bets, I'm going to talk to you about win bet because they're not live in a bunch of states. And there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, plus the DGENs. You can try your your luck at Wins Parlay Wheel. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening at WinBet. Everything you need. Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100. Win a $100 free bet. Limited to state availability. There is so much to choose. So all you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 and older president state where play through win is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. We're also brought to you by us, SGPN. And don't forget to enter our helmet contest, mini helmet contest. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And then football bingo is back for the Christmas Day slate. I got to talk to him because we didn't get any NBA bingo. And I just think that that's more important than football on Christmas. But this is an NFL show. So we're going to talk NFL. NFL Christmas Day slate, free to play. And every bingo gets you a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. All right. First touchdown. Scott, deferring over to you, sir. What do you have for first touchdown today? All right. Uh, so for first touchdown, of course, the running backs are favored, but I don't see much value in those. Uh, looking at some other options here, I'm going to go back to the guy I gave out for a player prop, your least favorite player. I'm going to give out Evan Ingram, uh, who I see at around either 13 to 1, give or take. But I do think at the end of the day, you're looking at a spot where the offense is going to have to pivot because the secondary is so good. So mm-hmm. I'll try to take advantage of the linebacking core. It's a good linebacking core. They did give up a 50-yard touchdown to Brock Wright, the tight end for Detroit, last week. Mm -hmm. So I do think you'll end up seeing opportunities for tight ends. But Ingram has been a very... He's just been a very good weapon the last couple weeks, and he's been heavily utilized with the targets. I think there's value on him to score 
And I think if you're looking at the price of around, I actually see 14 to 1. I'll take 14 to 1. I think that's a nice price. All right. What anything else you got? Uh yeah. Oh, so I can just run all I can run all through uh through them all in order. Uh so Ingram is my first choice. My second choice is going to be uh who do I want to go here? You know what? I'll go with uh one of your angles. I'll go with Zach Wilson at twenty five to one. Okay. Has been he's he's mobile, he can move, and I know he didn't score last week because it got overturned. They did give him a QB sneak. He didn't get in. They had a play action mm-hmm. pass to Ozama on the next play. But I know the Jets are willing to use QB sneaks often on the one yard line, and Wilson can scramble. I think he could potentially find an opening either on a pass play where he finds a rollout where he's wide open, maybe a naked bootleg of some kind. But I think 25 to 1 is a good price since I know the Jets are willing to actually run QB sneaks on the one yard line. Mm-hmm. And for my last one, I was trying to see if I could find a better price, but I think this is the only price I'm going to find. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, let me just confirm quickly that there is, there are no better odds. Okay. I'm going to take no touchdown score at plus, uh, 5,500. I'll take take 55 to one on no touchdown. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I love it. Bad weather. Uh, both teams have quarterback concerns. I think you're going to end up seeing a hideous game. We mentioned earlier, like I said, 16 to 13. You said 10 to 3. 10 3 is one touchdown. Like 55 to 1, I don't mind. I thought about maybe taking Jacksonville defense, but eh. You just, I'll, you just I'll, slate me off a, a bit, by the way. I'll, I'll live a little. I'll go no touchdown at 55 to 1. I believe we've never done that on the show yet. So why not? So week and 16 will make some history. Yeah, I'm with you. I, you, I was, okay. So everybody knows I was fully prepared to just say, forget it. Just put Trevor Lawrence in there. Nah, I like I like no touchdown score more than Trevor Lawrence. So, yep. Uh, he just bumped Trevor Lawrence out. No touchdown score, 55 to 1. I can't tell if those odds are good or not, but we're not expecting many points in this game anyway. Yeah. If I'm uh, ever going to bet no touchdown score, the weather has to be atrocious. And the weather's yeah. supposed to be really bad. No, I'm, I'm there with you. I oh, am. Yeah. Plus, if this wins, this is a victory lap of all victory laps. So, yeah, one hundred percent. All right, we're both on no touchdown scored. First touchdown, I have Jamal Agnew for the Jets, thirty-one to one for the Jaguars, but still. Jaguars, yeah, for the Jaguars, thirty-one to one, and it's just because he he can do it a multiple multitude of ways. And again, we're talking about bad weather, and everybody's quick thought is to go for the running back. I'm going to find, I'm think that they're going to find more creative ways to run the ball. And Agnew has 10 rushes on the season already. They have packages for him running the ball. So I'm going to just say that they get close to the goal line and they, instead of going up the middle to a running back, they do something fun with the wide receiver and it's Agnew. So give me Agnew 31 one. And that's the same handicap that I have on the jet side of ball as well. Going Zach Wilson at 20 to five to one as it's the QB and I'm going for somebody else that gets rushes for this team, but is not a running back. So Braxton Berrios at 20 to one who has designed packages, running the ball. He has nine rushes for 91 yards this season. And I believe he has. So yeah, two rushing touchdowns. So two rushing touchdowns as well. So I like Braxton Berrios as well. I think that that's a good, another, 
another person where they're trying to be creative, putting in different run packages in to find ways to move the ball without going through the air. Bra- Braxton Berrios gets his on jet sweep and scores. So feels good to me. Is it a coincidence that you took two special teams, guys? No, it is not. Okay. Everything is strategic here. Everything is absolutely strategic. Because Agnew and Berrios are the returners. That's why I was yep, wondering. as well. So, again, multiple ways of being able to score. Plus, I feel confident with them on the goal line in a jet sweep situation or something like that. So, all right. That's it for first touchdown. Let's go ahead and get into some. This is going to be an ugly DFS lineup. Very. All right, Scott. Who do you have in a captain slot? So, for the captain spot for now, I have Trevor Lawrence, but I can easily pivot if the injury news doesn't turn out to be good at all. I think he's in a play, but mm-hmm. I think that you can make an argument that he uh, is potentially not worth being in the captain spot because of the injuries. So I could actually pivot here, but I'm going I'm to go with Lawrence for now. Uh, I just think that based on his current touchdown interception ratio for the last couple of weeks, he should be able to generate some big plays. I know the weather's not going to be good. He can run the ball, so it does give you a little bit of mobility there. And mm-hmm. he does have four rushing touchdowns on the season. So that could definitely be a boost. But you're looking at the games recently. Uh, four passing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns, one passing touchdown, three passing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, he will be in the million-dollar lineup if he plays. The only question is, will he be in the captain slot? I'm not sure. I might end up pivoting out of him to be in the captain spot, but for now he's there. I just think Jacksonville has really pivoted to relying on him as the leader of this team, and I think that the Jets' defense could have some holes in it. You might get some short fields because of Wilson doing something stupid. So give me Lawrence as my captain. (laughs) But uh, to give away another position, I really thought about Jacksonville defense Mm -hmm. as a captain, but I decided not to. I could potentially flip it. No, I was close to getting there on Jacksonville's defense as well, by the way. I am. I went slightly different. I'm trying to find some some different ways. And so I'm back on Zonovan Knight this week. Okay. Because, yes, you hurt my handicap on why I think he goes over 57 and a half. Everybody, like, yes, you got that. I'm not going to repeat all that. But he has a questionable tag on him. And in my honest handicapping experience, there's been times where people have had questionable tags, which is why I'm pretty cool with your Trevor Lawrence take. There have been times where people have had questionable tags, and we have, as in this community, the gambling community, we said, oh, okay, that person's questionable. We're going to pivot and we're going to do this, or we're going to do that. And we're not going to, we're just not going to bet that person. And then we sit there and we're on our couch and we have our ticket in our hand. We have our phone in our hand with everything we need. And we're watching the game. That person with the freaking questionable tag goes off. And you're like, damn it. I should have bet him. I should have bet him right there. I'm doing that with Zonovan Knight in this lineup. He has the questionable tag. I don't care that he has a questionable tag. This uh, run defense for Jacksonville, okay, they're going to be missing some pieces on that defense. I think this is an opportunity for Zion Knight to go out here and have a really big game where he has a huge workload. If I 
blinked and he had a hundred yards plus rushing because he broke one, I wouldn't be surprised. So give me Zonovan Knight in my captain slot. Okay. Uh, I already mentioned Jacksonville defense. Do you have the defense as well? Wait, but have you ever been in that situation? Like where you, it's somebody's mostly questionable. It's mostly basketball. Yeah, it is mostly basketball. I will say that. But sometimes you got to be different. And in an ugly game like this, maybe we got to go to some basketball things for NFL. I'm also not expecting, as we said before, many touchdowns. So I think that Lawrence has a great chance to throw for one. I think we could agree that's the most common method of a touchdown in this game would be a Jacksonville passing touchdown. Yeah. So I think he should be in the lineup. If he gets a QB sneak on the goal line, then I get a rushing touchdown, which is huge. But you mentioned the under in yards, which is fair. The problem is when you have such an ugly game on paper, somebody's got to score. So if you're looking at both teams running the ball, that might kill some of the defensive value from these teams because there's not many sacks. You're not going to get many interception opportunities. It's really just a matter of picking the guy who has the most upside from the litter of the lot, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Lawrence. But once again, you could have the most obscure captain win somebody in Millie because this game's basically disgusting. Yeah. Like Jamal Agnew could win somebody in Millie if he has a nice punt return for a touchdown. But Very I mentioned nice Jacksonville game. defense as my second option. You said you don't have Jacksonville defense? No, I do. Okay. All right. Yeah, I have Jacksonville's defense, and then I also have the Jets' defense as well. So do I. And because, again, we talked about this, guys. It's going to be an ugly, ugly game. Like, sometimes you just can't – like, you can't get too away from the grain in this one. It's it's going to be bad weather. These are probably going to be some bad offenses just with them being in a short week. And then the fact that Zach Wilson is on one side and you may have CJ – you either have a hurt – Trevor Lawrence or CJ Beathard on the other side. So CJ beat hard. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. So both defenses were both of us. That's pretty that's I think that's gonna be fairly common. So if you want to go against the grain, then that may be something you do. But I, I think this is just a week you play both defenses. Yeah. Uh my next spot's gonna be Evan Ingram. Uh I mentioned him for Fuck the him. yards, the target shares there, and since the wind is pretty bad, I'm assuming he'll get a lot of targets underneath. I kind of pivoted more to tight ends. I mentioned how I liked the Uzama prop. I, it was not one of my top three, but it was number four. It was one of your picks. I just expect both offenses to really avoid taking shots downfield, and I think you could end up seeing Ingram get a bunch of targets because of it. So I went with Evan Ingram at 11,000 uh, as one of my flex spots. I just think he's in a good spot to pick up a bunch of targets like he has for the last two weeks or last three weeks, I should say. And based on PPR, he should be able to outscore some people. I took Ingram as one of my flex guys. I'm about to rapid fire these next two because they're essentially the same player on both sides. And we talked about this in the first touchdown. Braxton Berrios and Jamal Agnew, they're both in my lineup. They both have an opportunity to get this done on special teams. They both have an opportunity to be able to get a rushing touchdown or even at least get rushing work and maybe a big gain on the ground where they get some easy fantasy points off a 30-yard gain or something like that. I think that these could be X factors. And so in a game where I'm trying to be something different and not use, you know, just a completely ugly different lineup, and that's really what I'm going for here, an ugly game, I'm giving an ugly lineup, I have two special teams guys. So, yeah, Braxton Berrios and Jamal Agnew for me. Uh, my last one's going to be Jacksonville kicker. 
Riley Patterson. I know the weather sucks, but if we're talking about being unique and I have Lawrence in the captain spot, which will probably be the most common spot, I have to get creative. I don't really have a choice, so give me Patterson. Uh, to go through the fantasy numbers for the last couple of games, I already mentioned earlier in the show his attempts for the past couple of weeks, but his point totals 11, 13, 7, 8, 5, 11. So he could go for double digits. Point should be at a premium in this game. I think Jacksonville will be conservative for field goal attempts because the Jets' offense isn't very good, but I have to be unique with Lawrence as my captain for now. I'll take Patterson as my kicker. All right. And for my last one, you know, I was going to take Zerline. I'm going to back you with Patterson. Okay. I'm going to back you with Patterson. So, yeah, I'm going with Riley Patterson as the kicker. I was taking a kicker regardless, but I, I think I'm going to pivot and I'm going to go to Patterson with you. Uh, I just like your handicap of Patterson and the thought that, you know, again, trying to go against the grain in this one. And I think Jacksonville, if – like, regardless if Lawrence plays or not, I think Jacksonville is a little bit against the grain. I know there's some there was early money on Jacksonville, but it looks like, you know, that's balanced out now. I think Jacksonville, uh, I, I just don't feel comfortable with total either way. But Patterson has been good. I like your handicap. I'm going to go with Patterson for my last guy. I mean, the first score in my head was 16-13, which means I'm expecting both teams to make it at least two field goals. Yeah. All right. That is it for the DFS lineup. Let's go ahead and get to our lock at any time touchdown for this game. And oh boy. We're going to use the term lock loosely uh, for this. Oh, so loosely. I, I mean, I think the under has to be a lock. I know we, I know we've, we're, we're getting the worst part of the number, but man, how do we think that these teams are going to score points on a short week? I have Jack Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Jack Wilson for sure. Jack yeah. Wilson might be better than Zach Wilson. So, a hundred percent. Like, and so him or a hurt Trevor Lawrence and potentially CJ. Like, this no. Give me under thirty-seven and a half. That's my lock. Okay. For my touchdown, hmm. Who blows this even more? I feel like I have to go one of the special teams, guys. And just fully commit to the call. I mean, the Jets did allow a punt return touchdown last week. Ah. And they allowed one to New England, of course. So the punt coverage has been terrible. Jets fans yeah. hate man the punter. They think he's the worst punter in the league. So I'd probably lean to Agnew if I had to pick. Because Agnew also is used in the offense. So is Berrios, but still. I'd probably lean Agnew if I had to guess on which special teams guy has the better chance of returning a special teams touchdown. All right, let's go with him. Agnew, plus 850. Okay, nice. I like the value there. Yeah, uh, So great. for my lock, I'm going to go with a play that I actually have not mentioned on the show yet. It's going to be the first quarter under seven at minus 105. You're going to give me a push for a touchdown. There's no guarantee they even make the extra point because the wind is going to be pretty pretty bad. <laughs> like I'm yeah. just being honest. It's possible. Yeah, no, just, you're right. You're right. But I saw six and a half available. I found a seven. Seven was at minus 105 to the under. I'm going to take it. I'm not expecting many touchdowns. I gave out no touchdown in the game. 
So I kind of have to assume it's going to be really ugly, especially early on. Lawrence is banged up. They might be using conservative play calling. The Jets have to use conservative play calling. It's Zach Wilson. So I'll go with under seven in the first quarter at minus 105 as my lock. All right. And your touchdown is? I think I'm going to have to go back to Evan Ingram. And I don't want to fully him. I don't want to overload on Ingram props, but you're looking at his no, numbers. No, you are. He's about to dis. He's going to dis. I don't he want pro- him. To he dis- probably you. will. But I hope he has a great game for you. I really plus do. Plus two ninety. Like, I really hope he has a great game for you. Like I, I truly do. Okay, you know what? Because he said that, screw it. I'll take Jacksonville defense special teams at plus seven. <laughs> no, don't scare off. No, he's just you. You know, I'm going to say fuck every Ingram. Like. I, I wish nothing but bad things for him. By the way, I, I want to ask you, s- since you can get Jacksonville defense special teams at plus 750, if Agnew returns a punt for a touchdown, do both win? If you So if it lets you parlay both, you will get both. I've really? seen it done. I have seen it done. So if they let you parlay both, you will get paid out as Agnew getting – oh, shit. Does it let you do that? I'm checking right now. Uh, it says no, according to this book. I'm not sure if other books will let you do that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, if it, yeah, if you ha- have a book and it has, because some books now changed because of that and people got over on that last year, they changed it so that it says just defense and not defense and special teams. Yeah. If you have a book that says defense and special teams and you're able to parlay that with the special teamer and that person gets a special teams touchdown, you will cash both bets. Okay, I, I never thought about that until now because I saw defense special teams available. But I'll take Jacksonville. Uh, you talked me off of Ingram at 750. I'm still annoyed the Niners didn't get there. Fumble return <laughs> inside the five, pick six, overturned on roughing the passer. It was such a good read at five to one. It was such a hell of a read, and it didn't mm-hmm. work out. But Wilson's an idiot. We saw him make a really stupid throw that got intercepted. He had another really bad throw, which turned out to be a reception by Michael Carter. I don't know mm-hmm. how it was caught, but it was basically a pop-up. I'm just expecting a lot of dumb plays from Wilson in bad weather. They also have not done a good job protecting him. You might get a strip sack in there, but I'll go with Jacksonville defense at plus 750. Huh. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here, Scott? No, it's a hideous game of football, but I'll probably have multiple TVs on. What if we have what if this is like game of the year? I don't, is it going to beat Broncos Colts from earlier this season on Thursday night? What are the odds that this is game of the year? Like, Define game say? of the what year. Are, do you mean like in an, in an actual sense or do you mean in a like a sarcat, or sarcastic sense? In an actual sense that this is actually game of the year and we were completely wrong and this is a fun-ass game to watch. Uh, I think the majority of this game is going to be like watching paint dry. So I'd say I'll give you... 40 to 1 odds on this game actually being seriously entertaining throughout. Wow, you actually have this way lower than I do of this being entertaining. I am going to set it at it not being entertaining at the same line that the Colts were at halftime before they blew that lead to the Vikings at minus 20,000. The entertaining part's tricky because Zach Wilson might just be an idiot. I'm going to laugh my ass off. There's There's some comedic relief to entertainment. I, you're right. My minus twenty thousand. Okay, thank you. 
It's going to be a terrible game. All right. <laughs> Everybody, if you're not already, make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. I'm supposed to have Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to all the podcasts on the network. He's at Rochelle Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. And, I mean, that's really it. Like, that's it for this podcast. It was a really, really bad game, but we got through it. And I promise you we're still going to make money. Like, we're, we, we're going to find a way to make money on this game. So, best of luck to everyone. I have no other way of ending this podcast. But ending it like this. Welcome to New York. Carlos fucking Correa. We're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>